Hey, this is Brian. And Ariana. And we are Stoked, Stoked to, to Be, be the, the Stokes. Stokes. Please be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Stoked to Be the Stokes. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel also at Stoked to Be the Stokes. Now, enjoy, enjoy the, the episode. episode. Stoked to Be the Stokes with Brian and Ariana. It's about to get real, you better believe me. Just got married trying to make it through life. See, with perfect honesty and respect, we'll get through anything. Stoked to Be the Stokes, yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back again. What's up y'all? To part four of our series called Therapy. Uh Uh, Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stoked to be the Stokes with Brian Lamar Stokes. And Ariana Stokes. Uh, girl, what 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 are we talking about? <laughs> we so, talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about. If you haven't listened to parts one, two, or three, I suggest that you go listen. Um, basically, we we're just talking about the our our first encounter with therapy, how a trip to the emergency room led us to find out that we needed that in our lives, and then um, how difficult the search was, and we decided to find one for us as a couple. We talked mm. about Brian and the medications, the process, getting on, getting off, and all of that. stuff stuff and what they ended up um what the difference ended up being and then in the last episode we talked about truth or trigger and basically how we've kind of been what's the word i guess like unfolding in therapy what things are present day feelings versus what things are triggers of unresolved stuff from the past and how to navigate that and how much we love our therapist who is nothing well she's not everything that we thought we wanted, but she's everything we needed and more. Amen. Yeah. Look okay. at God. So that's a quick. Also, I just want to give you a shout out mm-hmm. for putting this series together. Oh, you know, just to be able to talk about it, even like recapping things and not feeling triggered by everything and oh, everything man. that I've been through that we've been through feels good. It's just like a growth in it to be able to talk about stuff, to tell the truth and not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Granted, mm-hmm. I ain't dropped no names about, you know, things or people yeah. or whatever, but just to not feel scared about things or good. ashamed or whatever That's so shout out to you shout out to you this was your idea oh well thank you was I it my idea I don't remember you like that and you like it oh because there. we wanted to do this for mental health month yeah that was yeah, we did not but month, that's okay month. that's alright you know it is this, this is for somebody now today. this is somebody right now yes today if nobody else is for us okay, okay. So, <laughs> I guess I'll listen to the replay <laughs> biggest takeaways what would you say are your biggest takeaways from therapy thus from far? therapy yeah. Uh, the first thing that I can think of, my biggest takeaway from therapy is that I am valuable mm-hmm. in every place that I go, whether if I am at work, uh, in my home as a father and a husband, in my family, uh, if I'm working or doing a gig at a church, working, volunteering at a church, worship leader, whatever, I am valuable in every space. So if I am there, value is added to the space. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I I don't know if I made, I don't know if I let people do it or whatever, but it was always made, it, I, I always felt that, you know, oh, people say he can sing, people say he's creative, he has good ideas, and he brings this to the job, and this, that, and the third, but it never was, like, valued. It was like people could just throw me around and do whatever as if I was just, like, disposable or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I start to have a backbone or when I start to speak up or when I'm about to leave places now, I see that people don't want me to leave, that they do want me there, but they always take my kindness for some type of weakness or try to 
to manipulate me into staying longer or doing more <laughs> or whatever or using my abilities for whatever. But now I know I am valuable. That's why I produce my own music. I record my own music. I engineer myself when I get into relationships either with uh, jobs or if I'm going on a gig. I know my worth. I know my price. Mm -hmm. Like it is just what I'm doing now. Even as a father and as a husband, I know that I'm, my ideas and things that I have it might not make sense to other families or other people. Mm -hmm. But what I do here, I know that it is valuable. The way I support my wife and the things that I say, I know that it's valuable. The way I talk to my girls as if they're 30 and they're about to, you know, open up their own businesses and I mm -hmm. gas them up every day, I am valuable. That's what I have learned <laughs> in favor. That's my biggest takeaway that I am valuable. And do I feel like it every day? Do I feel like I'm on top of a mountain every day? You know, going in, you know, believing that? No. But what I do know is that I am valuable. If I'm in your circle, if I'm part of your project, anything, whatever, know that there is value on it. Yes. I agree. I agree. That's good. I love when you talk like that. That's what I feel like is like the real the real you. When you like talk big about yourself, not that it's like big like in a boasting kind of way, but like mm -hmm. big like I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. Because I feel like in a lot of settings that we've been in, yeah. what It's like the same trend kind of happens. It's like your value is spoken about in a valuable kind of way, like hot commodity kind of way. Mm -hmm. And then once you're there, it's like almost like, don't get too, like, you cool, but you ain't, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. little side mm -hmm. things to make yeah. you kind of stay humble. And then it creates this environment where you're now questioning your value or trying right. to remain relevant and valued. And then that's all of them just trying to keep you up under them yeah. to stay around. To either work for free, to be gaslit for a lifetime, that's or to a number of different kind of settings. Oh, for sure. You know, so that's so interesting. For sure. Like the, that's how jobs, the world, churches, jobs, churches. I'm, I can't think of a third one, but jobs, churches for the for the, the most part. I mean, that's where you spend a good portion of yeah. your life. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and that sounds like something you've ever been through, know that it's not normal. It is toxic and it's unacceptable. And you don't have to stay. Did you know I was really gonna say that? Valuable. I was gonna say you don't have to tolerate it. Oh, yeah, you, you don't have, have to, to tolerate stay. it. You don't. You don't have to stay. And that's another thing. What? What did? Um. What do we call her? Leah. Leah, that's our Leah, because I therapist. almost said her name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when when she was talking about how. Um, like if if you leave like whether it's a job or whatever like what is the worst that you think that could happen mm -hmm. all right and then what's the best thing that you think that could happen yeah that that's another uh, great thing and and though like when you first do things like that and you're looking at the worst and your best if you weren't like supported in your in in um many capacities of your life it seems kind of naked mm -hmm. but once you get used to like okay what's the worst that can happen if i do this okay what's the best that can happen that if if i did this okay i am like soul compromising right now why am i doing that and how does this benefit you know me and i think it all goes back to uh you know just saying oh girl you, 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 you're talking you're your it time. all goes back just to saying um uh, just, bleh, what I was trying to say is just you don't have to be there again that's what I was getting back to just like you don't have to say because when I literally think okay what's the worst that can happen and I'm like mm, I can live through that and that's fine okay what's the best that can happen yeah I can definitely live you know Lord with that and that's fine much, much, much worse, worse than the things that people or whatever try uh, to throw Yeah. but yeah 
That's a great takeaway. What are, what are some of your great takeaways from <laughs> therapy I don't so know. far? I feel like there's like two or three things that I'm constantly repeating out loud, whether it's in conversations with my girlfriend or just to Girl. myself. But when you ask me off top, for whatever reason, I can't. I can't. Well, I know one for you that, well, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what I've seen. The greatest change for you in therapy okay. is that you people mm-hmm. might be the same around you. But how they interact uh, 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 around you, as in like what? Ooh, girl, don't take that out. Like as in how they are as people or whatever. But how they deal with you is completely different because the way that you speak to people and say what you need in the boundary, it's very clear. Even like a small example, even though there was no argument or or, or whatever about it. Like when um, you know we you were going to go have family over or whatever and you were like hey are you comfortable with you know the family coming around the kids mm-hmm. this that and the third and you know before it would be like a oh you know i'm not trying to step on anybody's toes for yeah. this and that yada 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 but you were like okay i need you to wear masks everybody need to wash their hands and still kind of sort of keep your distance if fill in the blank or whatever mm-hmm. it was just like and this is the text message this is the boundaries if they don't like it you know i'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but these are just how i protect my kids this is just you know what I need, you know, in the moment. Mm-hmm. But you've just been very, very clear about your boundaries. And I think that has been very healthy for you. And with therapy, like, you had balls before, but you just go for everything that you want. Like, you just throw yourself out there and do it. Your creative mind is just like, at the top and I'm doing it I think I can boom this is this is like you know what it is yeah I'm excited for that I feel like I'm getting back to that that's something I wanted to get back to because I feel like I was like that as a child and then um, at some point I don't know exactly when I became a little more conservative and then I think having children also kind of affected me too because I felt like not that I use them as my buffers but it's like if I put them at the forefront of something mentally, then not, nothing else really matters as much. So I can just be like, okay, but this is about them, so I can't worry about someone else's feelings in this mm-hmm. right now. Or yeah, I'm going to go for this because if it creates a lifestyle I want for us as a family that can affect them and how they grow up, then it'll it'll just have to work out, you know? Mm-hmm. But, okay, one of the takeaways I have... Thank you, though, for those compliments, by the way. One of the takeaways... Um, and this I don't think I've mentioned in a while, but I know in the beginning especially it was helpful for me was thinking about oh wait like thinking about the fact that the thoughts that I have do not harm people because (laughs) sometimes I would feel a lot of guilt about my thoughts like oh I hate that I'm thinking this about this person or that I'm even feeling this about this person because what if something happens and these were my most recent thoughts about them or about our friendship or relationship or you know whatever and when I would mention these things to therapist Leah I'd be like you know I'm just gonna be transparent and this is not gonna be the prettiest but here are like my dark thoughts about it (laughs) sorry if that was a bit much and she would be like you're allowed to have those thoughts one like your feelings are valid these are normal feelings but two you thinking it does not do anything it's not harming the person they don't even know like you're not like you're thinking and you're telling them your thoughts like you're just and I don't know why that would have such a grip on me it's like I would not give myself permission to think something because it felt like I was I don't know somehow not honoring a person or 
wishing those things would happen or something like that and then I was like oh if something were to happen I would have to live with these thoughts that I have for the rest of my life but it's like regardless mm. I'm having the thoughts yeah. I think it's more about if I'm allowing them to be heard by anyone outside of my yeah, head or yeah. if I'm dwelling on it long enough to be like yep that is my thought it's like oh if I let it pass fast enough it's almost like I didn't have it but that's not true I already had by the time I think that I've already had the thought are mm-hmm. you okay? okay? come here Dree um, so yeah I think that was one thing that was kind of freeing for me because it was like it's my mind I can think I have the freedom to think I don't owe anybody anything in my own mind right. you know like I don't owe anyone space there I don't have to be polite and and considerate of other people's past issues or current stresses or whatever it's my mind I can think what I mm-hmm. want you know um, yeah and then the other thing I was gonna say was what's up baby you want her over there by you is that it come on come here let you me see you wanna go sit by daddy huh? yeah go sit by daddy go show him go show him she even asked me show you what oh okay I'll take this one hello mama the other thing I was gonna say was that she she allows the space allows me permission I would say to feel like my feelings are valid and that I don't have to feel guilty about them and that I can yep. have these feelings and you know even if I'm wrong about something and I need to apologize about something or I need to acknowledge something I did not recognize before the fact that I'm feeling a certain way is valid and I think a lot of the things like there have been moments where we've talked to her about what felt like a a crisis like a mental health crisis whether it's going on with you or between us or me and it was like okay you know that's just so you know this is very normal at this stage in life and it's like oh because unless you're telling other people what's going on you feel like you're the only one sometimes going through it and I remember when we had some major concerns with a specific scenario that was going on maybe like probably last year a year and a half ago and she was like just so you know this is normal and it had to do with I think wondering like if the depression was coming back and Mm. she was like Mm -hmm. it's normal like there's a spectrum it's not like you're depressed you're not depressed if you start feeling this again you're depressed again it's back like there's a spectrum and the thoughts and the feelings that you have is like Mm. if you find them on the spectrum like that's normal now when it gets to this point that's when we're concerned, but you're not there. Mm-hmm. So the things that you're saying, which to me, I thought were very concerning, but she's like, it no, wasn't the spectrum normal. of depression. I just want, you know, people to understand it was the, the, the spectrum of suicide. Okay. Oh, well, that we was talking. the whole thing of me wanting to when you were talking burn in about, the garage slowly. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you want me to elaborate? <laughs> no, no, I was okay. just saying, cause it wasn't the spectrum of depression. It was, just, it was I'm like, I just feel like I just want to go. I just want to be done. You're right. You know? It was about the spectrum of suicidal thoughts. Yeah. But I do remember talking about the depression thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because you were like, is it coming back? Like, this is like the darkness I used to be feeling before. And then she's like, just because you're feeling certain feelings again does not mean that it's back. Mm hmm. You can have these feelings, it's common, and we're dealing with them. You're, you're speaking about them, you're acknowledging them, you're, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you're right, it was about the spectrum of suicidal thoughts. Because I was like, um, Leah, this is what he told me. <laughs> I'm telling you, now what? Is this is this how is this how Baker acts happen? Like what now? I'm almost scared to tell you because I don't know what you're responsible for doing. And she was oh, the on. way she made it sound like you don't need to be alarmed. This is a part of the process of normal. I was just so reassured, and I was like, I think that was the first time that I was like, you're really good at what you do. Thank you. <laughs> this is the first Thank time because you. you have been equipped with tools. Like some people are naturally gifted, but even with that to have professional training on top of that to know how to navigate these conversations is so valuable yeah 
It's fine. It's, it's not gonna be. Oh, okay, slashy, I hope that. If y'all hear this music in the background, y'all, we, we got kids. Got, y'all know. We got kids. You said Al like you pinched her. Ow, I didn't even stop. touch you. I didn't even touch wow. you. Wow. Don't even beat my kids. Look how pretty she looks. <laughs> I'll show you some VHS tapes about my childhood. You go. You'll really go. Ouch. Wow. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> I trigger myself. <laughs> those, ah. those are some of the takeaways for me. I feel like certain things we just have to acknowledge. Like like okay this is normal it doesn't mean that something is coming back and we're going to be defeated or we're going to have to start over like this is a part of the process it's a process i love it yeah i love it um did you have anything else that you wanted to share about your takeaways or no mm, no okay. you want to come up here i, I think that i mentioned that we we're going to talk about other people's opinions about our therapy um which we kind of mentioned on black love but in short, you know, everyone has different views about what's necessary, what's helpful, what's, mm-hmm. you know. I think the first time I tampered with therapy was in college. And I remember the response from some people who I was close with was like, don't let them put you on no meds. Like, that was the concern. Not mm-hmm. like, well, what's going on? You know, it's like, they were Not concerned. like, what's wrong? Like, why do you need therapy? Right. Is everything okay? Who knows? Maybe their experience was that someone they know got, you know, on meds and then they were just never the same after that or yeah. something, you know? But... Um, I know that people have their concerns. But then everybody about, in college is self medicating. Everybody's smoking weed. Y'all popping pills. And not um, I wasn't. Okay, I'm just saying. Everybody's oh. like, don't let the doctor put you on meds. Oh. But you drinking every single oh, night. Okay. You smoking every single night. Got you it. eating five pizzas every single <laughs> night. I don't five pizzas, right? Drink five pizzas. Let me stop. But, but I yeah. think recognizing that not everyone was going to see it the way we saw it and that therapy trauma um anxiety uh, some of these words have been said so much in the past few years i think some people are kind of desensitized to it being like real issues yeah i hate when i even have to say yeah i was diagnosed with, di- with depression and um anxiety and everybody just like okay we all have anxiety we all get sad so, yeah. sometimes like yeah, and it's it's not that it's not just being sad, right? You know, um, so I think we just had to kind of because I think part of us wanted everyone to be accepting, like, wow, good for you guys, prioritizing your mental health and and getting on the right track when it comes to how to handle stuff, and that wasn't exactly it. Some people didn't have much to say. Some people had more questions, like, so what do y'all talk about, or what is the why do you right. guys go every other week? If you started to uh, every it's every week, well, but yeah, it, I'm like I, what I'll tell people now. I'm like if you start to unpack things that happened in your life you probably would be there every week as well or every, every other week because yeah, yeah. it, it's a lot a lot of a lot of things people just you know i did it for what for 30 years of did what uh walk on trauma walk uh-huh. on it keep it all in a whole bunch of trash bags thrown in the back somewhere mm-hmm. thrown under the carpet walking over it but ah it's flattening out ah, i can still smell it but you know ah, now i'm used to the smell whatever mm-hmm. we're here you just do that at a certain point you know you have kids you, you get married you know that'll mm-hmm. that'll really show you yourself mm-hmm. somebody watching you all the time you have yeah. children and you're starting to think like hey these things that i'm doing you know i was okay you know single by myself doing it and, you know i was kind of okay like in a marriage you know because you know she had her own upbringing as well. i had mine but putting my children in this oh hell no it's you know like you just you really start mm-hmm. to like you know that's the other thing i like about leah our therapist is like 
she will remind you that certain things are indeed traumatic that maybe you are passing off as well that happened but you know it happened for sure that happened for sure we we know people okay i'll eat it thank you mm, that's so good thank you so much you you have the next one yep thank you um we know people who are like well i don't really have any like traumatic and it's like wait well this happened and that happened like that's trauma she would remind us hey we're in a pandemic that that is trauma hey mm. you um went from this to this very mm-hmm. quickly whether it's losing a job losing a loved one losing a, a position or a role like certain things that were like you know that happens we get it it happens people have things worse off it's like that's true but this is still <laughs> traumatic and there mm-hmm. are going to be some things that happen as a result of that let's just talk it out so i encourage people if they have the opportunity to go to therapy and there's so many outlets now for free or if you don't have insurance or whatever mm-hmm. just to try it at least to try and give it a fair shot because there are certain things that you deserve to get to flesh out with somebody absolutely know? yeah um and it's, it's a relief and it's triggering yes but i feel like the benefit definitely outweighs the the, the feeling of being triggered and having to talk about certain yes. things, you know. Because once you get over that hurdle, it, it's like, okay, I let I let these walls down. Here you go, mm-hmm. and here's that, and here's that, and here's yeah. that, and then it's kind of freeing, yeah. especially with the traumatic stuff. It is like freeing. It's like, okay, I got it out there. Somebody else knows, and I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing. I can still see. Yeah. Oh, I get tools to work through this. Oh, there's a healing that comes with. Wait, I'm free from. Oh, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're really good at saying how you feel like, okay, I'm feeling very vulnerable. Okay, this is embarrassing. I'm just going to say it. And I think that's helpful even. But I think the word trauma is so loaded. It sounds like there someone you saw you saw something crazy happen or something happened to you. And it might mean that sometimes, but it doesn't always, I don't know. Yeah. And I feel uh, and I also do and I'm well, and I'm done with this. And I also okay. do feel like we wouldn't have so many trauma. I don't know if this is right or wrong. We wouldn't have so many traumas if at the point things happen, we got help. I feel like we wouldn't have so many big ones because they're just loaded up. So this reminds me of this, reminds me of this because I never got help when this when this happened mm-hmm. in the beginning. Or even got to talk it out because that's, that's my most recent takeaway. I was talking to a therapist, Leah, and I was like, you know... I think I just want to make sure that I'm saying or not saying certain things to my daughters where like I don't know that later is not like oh well you used to do this and you did this and I'm like I was trying to do my best for you as a parent like what you know and she brought up a good thing she was like you know I think what will be most helpful she's like because you're not gonna get it right 100% of the time but even if it's just 95% of the time like that's what they're gonna remember and let's say they do remember some other things that you know in their minds were not as helpful as you thought they were the key is if and when they bring it up to you guys, you know, as adults or teens or whatever, and say, hey, you know, this happened and this made me feel like this, mm-hmm. to listen, to respond, to maybe give context and be like, you know, I didn't know that that affected you in this way. At the time, I was stressed with this and I was trying to balance this. I thought I was doing the best thing, but I definitely hear you. I see what you're saying. Can you imagine how freeing that would feel for you if you were to bring that up to someone who maybe in the Absolutely. past made you feel some kind of way? And I was like, yeah, actually, that would be all I needed. Oh, here. Here you go. Here you go. You can have it. That would be all I would need to hear. It's like you're you're hearing me. You're acknowledging what I'm saying. 
you you don't have to agree but you're acknowledging maybe validating and i think just getting it off my chest and being like okay i'm understood in this moment is Mm -hmm. probably half the battle absolutely i feel like as a child when i look back i'm like i wish i could have explained myself or expressed myself and be heard and somebody respond and you know you know all right cool got it Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, you know. It, I feel like th- there may have been some moments, like for like trying to find an understanding or something, like if maybe looking for advice. But mainly with my dad, there was no time to explain anything. There was no conversation. Do this because I told you so. Mm-hmm. But this isn't shut up, fill in the blank, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Okay. My Bro, daughter just threw. Uh, my expensive vegan oh, uh, multigrain tortilla <laughs> chips oh, like, all over the floor. Me. This is about being a parent. Now, back in the day, somebody would have got beaten for that. What we do over here? We Girl, you better eat episode. that. That's dinner. Let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, and I think I need to start practicing that with you. Because when you call me out on my stuff, immediately I get defensive. And I, I, I do a little gaslighting. I will admit that. Wow, gaslight. Yeah. But... You should come back around. For sure. Yeah. But I hate that I even do that in the beginning. So I think I can practice in our relationship. Because if our kids would ever come and say, the way that we feel about our children, in my mind, I'm like, how would we respond if they came and told us that, oh, yeah, you guys use it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. They tell me that. I say, what if this, what if this was it for me? <laughs> what if this was it? What if this was the oh, last goodness. straw? Help us, Lord. Help us. What is what is my my best friend show? I says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. That's the one thing I have to practice. But therapy has been amazing. It continues to be beneficial beyond what we thought it was going to be. What is the saying? It it is giving us. What it has said it was gonna give us. It's not we the same. Not You're saying it the money. other way, but right, I'm right, to right. Yeah. Gotcha. We did not waste our money. All right. Well, we love you guys, we and we hope y'all. that this was uh, this series was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need any more information, please reach out. You know, anything at Stoke to be the Stokes, and we'll be glad uh, to help and assist. Or yeah. any questions about meds, the process, something that we didn't hit, we'll likely be coming back around to this conversation <laughs> about it. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stoke to be the Stokes with Brian Lamar Stokes and Ariana Stokes. Remember, oh, and Adrian Stokes and Kensington Stokes. That's right. Uh, remember with love, faith, honesty, and respect. We'll get through anything. Yeah. Dree, say bye bye. Kisses, say bye bye. Bye. <laughs>